The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Let's hit your question. Young cleaners versus older cleaners. I'm old, so I pick old. Um, it seems like young people are the only ones applying and showing up uh, to interviews. Okay. Even though I think I'm higher in core values match, they seem to be unsure about themselves and immature when it comes to knowing what to in certain situations. Uh, even though there's, so there's really no immaturity when it comes to core values. If your core values, your core values. So Avery, perfect example. She's an embryo for God's sake, but um, we are a core values match and I would trust her with a lot of authority if I had her in my, in my, you know, on our team. There's a lot of 60-year-old people, a girl, um, a lot of 60-year-old people I would not trust. So if it's a real true core values match, they shouldn't be doing like have fun, make money, be real, help out. If, you know, she's can't come in because she had a bender drinking with her friends and whatever, that's not helping out. That's not being real. She said she'd be here. It's certainly not going to help her make money. She's violating all the core values. So I promise you that what you're defining as immature, if we got to the bottom of it, would probably violate at least one, if not most or all okay. of it. So the background here is a couple weeks ago, I hired um, a girl. She's probably early 20s or whatever. She seemed like she'd be great. She had lots of experience. And so now it just seems like, um, oh, my car broke down or the shop wrecked my tires or. Um, yeah, that's and then a, the, that's not a, what are your core values? Constant, you know, like, um, make money, have fun, own your mistakes, work hard. She's doing none of that. She's saying, I don't want to show up to work. It's not my fault that my car broke down. It's someone else's fault. My car broke down, not I have a crap car. I didn't maintain it. I don't have a backup plan. I didn't. She's violating. It's not fun to call in and leave you guys an alert. She's violating all the core values. It's not a youth thing. It's a it's a lack of core values match. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you might find that more young people aren't core values matches or don't act that way than old people, which is fine. But and by the way, guys, gals, everybody, don't make one thing make everything. We'll have a week where two people quit. Uh, and like employee or customers and like, oh my God, my, I, you know, our service is bad or you'll get two complaints or whatever. And we want to change everything. Look back over the last three months, how many complaints have we had? None. Okay. Well, let's not freak out. Let's give another week or two. And if you get another two complaints, all right, now we got some data. So you have one or two flaky young people. Let's not make it mean all young people are bad. Let's keep an eye on it. And if we have seven young people and six of them are terrible, well, now let's kind of keep a harder eye on that. And that doesn't mean all young people are bad. It just means if I see a young person, I'm going to be, and honestly, what I found, Cindy, it's not youth or age. It's if they're working for beer money or if they're work or not. So. Right. No, we have noticed that with some of the younger ones that we employ, like, yeah, it's, some of them are fantastic. Like, um, but yeah, then you have those others that, you know, it's beer money, right? It's just fun money. It's not, uh, and yeah, this girl I hired before I started with you. And so, yeah, I was kind of wondering over the last couple of weeks if she maybe wasn't a core values match. Oh yeah. So. She's not showing up and not taking ownership and, Definitely not a core values match, which is totally fine. Free her up to go find her, go find her happy, but it ain't with you. All right. Um, good. Another question. I have an operations manager. She does the scheduling, takes care of clients, employees, and gives estimates. So yeah, basically you've combined the scheduler. You've got, you've combined all three of those into one. And were you on when I talked to Caitlin, I think? Yes. Yeah. Why, yeah. I was. That would be yeah. my, I believe that she can't afford to work with me. Yeah. So that's the answer. Break her. Uh, Break her up. Yeah. She's like, I need 40 hours. Like, I don't have 40 hours. Okay. Yeah. No big deal. Okay. Uh, and again, I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm just saying 
all of your eggs are in that one basket, God forbid. So she well, said I don't, guaranteed yeah. 40 hours for an indefinite amount of time, but she doesn't give you that. Like she might quit tomorrow or maybe she gives two weeks notice and blows off after a week. You don't know, but guys, gals, we never want to be the person who's like, you know, I hired a, a I'm not even going to say a line. I'm going to screw up her now. I'm Jeffrey. Sorry. I, I hired Ms. Brummett <laughs> and, um, I have to give her a bunch of hours and I have to do this and I could never, and we make up my whole business like mold around Aline. I think I got that wrong. Uh, I need, you know me, I need the, the phonetic spelling. And then she blows out and gives me no notice and quits. And it's like, why on God's green earth that I might mold my whole business for? And she might be great. Maybe she doesn't even do that, but I still can't mold my business and its needs to her availability. So as you're maturing your business, and saying, I know what I need. And she's like, hey, you were fit before. And you're not going to blow her out. You're fired tomorrow. You might just say, hey, over the next month, we're going to start making this transition. You might want to start looking for a job. You're like, you can do it in a way that's super professional. Thank you, Alini. <laughs> Alini. <laughs> By the time you graduate, I'll get it right one time, I promise. Um, so all that to say, do not guilt yourself into, I owe them a lifetime of employment under exactly the terms that they want. You owe them honesty and following your core values and treating them fairly, but that could absolutely include, hey, this is where we're going. If you wanna be one of those positions and the hours and pay that that entails, that'd be great if, if you find one that she's good. And if you need a 40 hour gig, here's your opportunity to start making that transition out. You're not fired tomorrow, but you know, within two to four weeks, that's, that's where we're going. So is that something I can kind of work on like after Christmas and kind of just like slowly, you know, train people in these different positions and kind of work that way out or? Or yeah, this is your like company. Right How much is she getting paid? Um, eighteen dollars an hour, forty hours a week. That's forty grand a year. So I'm guessing your, um, your uh, expenses are over twenty five percent. I don't know. I just played around with that, but I don't know. So start with that. So if they're over twenty five percent, and she's expenses are at twenty one percent, including her salary. Yeah, I think so. Unless I'm looking at it wrong. Yeah, we'll come back with me. You can do the expenses yeah. with um, uh, Graysell. So yeah. if your expenses are under 21% with her, your big exposure is just the same thing I said to, uh, what's her nose, Caitlin. Um, she's probably not great at any of those. Right. And you're overpaying and all of your eggs are in that basket. So the yeah. overpaying is not a big deal if, you're, if your expenses are under the 25. Eggs being in that basket. Eggs yeah, in she gets sick. And getting B to C minus, because again, no one that's a great salesperson is also a great accountant and also a great scheduler and also a great right. customer happiness manager. So number one is all your eggs in one basket. Number two would be getting B to C. And it's not her fault. Like if you had me do all those jobs, I'd suck at them too. It's not, she's a bad human. You're just, one person is generally not good at all those things. So right. number one problem, all your risk of if she quits or gets sick or holds you hostage, that ain't great. Number two is you're getting mediocre work as opposed to a plus work. And then number three, because you're on a 25% uh, expenses is you're overpaying. So you can make an extra 1500 bucks a month when you get this all sorted for people okay. that can cover each other's jobs. So not, yeah, if you want to put it to the end of the month, no big deal or sorry. To the yeah. Okay. Month. I'll start working on that. I have one more question. Do I have enough time? We have time for you, baby. Okay. Um, so um, I have a couple, one employee who has been like just really slow on her work. She just takes her sweet time and we've been bugging her to like, you need to speed up and for her to like understand what's, that. Like, what's really slow? What percentage slower than an average? Probably a good 30, 40% slower than other people. Yeah, that's too much. So yeah, when you do the quarterly reviews, 
one of the things that they get bonused on is their time. If they're within 10, maybe 15% at the most of an average person, um, they, I just, am not going to give them that part of the bonus. And if they're good on all the other four things, they show up on time every time their core values match, they get positive reviews, only no good, no negative reviews. I'll tolerate 10, 15% slower. They just won't get all their bonus. Um, if it's 30, 40%, I'm not going to beg her. I'm just going to say, this is the standard. You haven't told this song to meet the standard. Mm-hmm. If you don't meet the standard, we still love you. doesn't mean you're a bad person. just means we're a bad fit for this job. Right. Okay. Cause I was going to make a phone call today and talk to her and, and like, cause my manager has talked to her a couple of times already. And she just kind of like shrugs it off and whatever. And it's like, you know, no, does that's she a core values it? issue. So yeah, that's what I'm starting to think too. Now talking to you now is like, okay, maybe the core values aren't aren't there she she will work but it's like she doesn't want to work hard right and if that's um, one of the core values i don't need to give her two weeks i'm going to go hey we are this yeah. is what we have if that's not a fit i'm going to free up this very moment to go find your passion okay, okay. So. good awesome thank you cool makes it easy Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. All right. Question. Pricing commercial bids. Do we charge the same rate per visit no matter how frequent the visits or do we adjust frequency? If so, we, I always go by cost of goods sold percentage. So typically if you visit more often, the hours it will take is a little less per clean, but I'm still going cost of goods sold. Am I missing the gestalt of your question or am I understand what you're saying? I think you understood and you answered it. First for uh, everything. <laughs> basically, if we go back to the exact same place only once a week, then we got to clean a lot. But if we're there five nights a week, we might get done a lot faster. So we don't have to charge five times the monthly billing we would if we were just there once a week. Yes. And certainly that minimums, especially I think if, if yeah. there's one thing I could get for you, I'd want that 900 minimum or, or not minimum average of where you're at. I'd yeah. love to get that to like two grand, which is, I mean, that alone would be huge. Um, so on the one, so I'm going to have a minimum for everyone, obviously a five day a week account's not going to have that, but a, so if it's a one day a week account and my minimum is 500 and I would recommend a $500 minimum for you. Um, and the cost of goods sold is 31%. What I'm probably going to do is I'm not trying to just get this massive margin. I'm going to be like, well, if we came twice a week, as opposed to five, it'll only be 600 or, you know, whatever, whatever, a uh, uh, 45% margin is, I'm going to try and help. I'm not going to just be like, ha I'm making all the money. Like, wait, that's our minimum. It doesn't really work ideally for you. I'd recommend three times a week for 750. Obviously you're getting three times a service for only 50% more money and make sure that 750 is a 50, uh, 45% cost of goods sold. Only other thing I would do is I am not ashamed of doing a 40% cost of goods sold, or even like a 35% cost of goods sold on a once a month. I want those to be wildly profitable if I'm even going to take them. Sorry, I said once a month, I meant once a week. Yep, same. Probably the same with two weeks. So for me, five weeks, five days a week is my, that's what I'm looking for all day, every day. Three days a week, I'll still go 45% cost of goods sold. If it's one or two days a week, I'm probably going like 40% cost of goods sold, maybe a little less. But you see how it's always cost of goods sold based, not anything else based. So uh, I couldn't type quite fast enough. So you're saying one time a week, 40 co- 40% COGS is okay. Well, yeah, I might even do 35. Yeah. And then, and again, I'm not trying to scam anyone. I just, that's not an ideal client. So I'm right. never going to say this is the best deal. If you're looking for the cheapest one, you should go for me. 
I'm going to say, I'm not going to give them a bid unless I'm very clear in their pain. I'm very confident I can solve it. I'm going to say, this is what it costs for us to solve it. And if you're like, that seems wildly expensive. I'd be like, maybe it is. If, if price is an issue, maybe you should go to the bids. This isn't our, this isn't our wheelhouse where not yeah. that it's not our wheelhouse, but we're, we really work with five day week accounts. Um, if we did two or three days a week, I think that might be better. And they could see the economy of scale because now I'm going to kick my cost of goods sold up from, you know, 40% to 45%. The time cleaning might go from, you know, three hours a night to two, two and a half hours a night. Cause you're going to be there so often. Um, the cost of goods sold goes down or the cost of goods sold goes up. They're like, wow, all of a sudden that's a, it's pretty, you know, I'm getting a lot more value. Yeah. You can feel confident you're doing a good job because no offense on commercial, what kind of place can be clean that's open for business can be cleaned once a week and it looks good all the time. Like I can't think of any. So it's, you know, I'm like, I don't want to do half-ass work. Let's let me do a good job for you, man. Cool. That answer your question. Or I didn't miss it all. Yes. And I'm writing down that fantastic sales quote you just gave. What kind of place can be open five days a week, uh, get cleaned once a week? Yeah. Which days do you want to look shabby? Like, yeah, we'll come in Monday and then you won't look shabby till Friday. Like, are you okay? Like, Uh, like, yeah, we're okay with that. I'm like, we might not be a fit, man. I'm looking to really help someone not, you know, keep the dead body. Yeah, that quote right there is worth the price of admission because, uh, you know, we get, it's so classic if we clean on the weekend and we start getting complaints from customers on Thursday or Friday. It's like, <laughs> like obviously. Uh, yeah, you've been there all week. <laughs> and like, and oh, by my- the way, it snowed three times since then and you brought in all that mud and all, you know, all that trash. Everybody loves to bring in their lunch on snowy days so they don't have to drive out all this stuff. And then you're upset that it's not clean on Friday. <laughs> and the so. funny thing is the cheapies, have the the highest standards and the guys that pay, I don't say have the lowest standards, but they're much more reasonable about life. And, you know, obviously you have to take good care of them, but they're not. Yeah. So the, the guy that a five day week guy would get, yeah, of course it's gonna be a little dirty on Monday. If we heard Saturday, Sunday, and you weren't here, like they get that. But the guy that's only, that's like, no, no, I can't pay that much. He's befuddled. Why it would be clean. Why it would be dirty on Friday. He has no clue. So it's so funny. Um, okay. okay. Next question. When's a good time to branch out my service? I've worked out that my ideal prospect is about 200 of them in my area. I only have 30. I need 60 to reach my financial goals. Who's your perfect prospect? And how? what's the population in your area? Uh, so I have it all written down here, but if I start looking for it, it's probably going to take a while. Um, but my perfect prospect is like uh, busy affluent families. Okay. How many, what's your pop, what city you're in? What's the population? I'm in Dunsborough, Western Australia. And... How do you spell? I know you told me that in this. In the oh, D U. Yep. N. Yep. S. Yep. B. O. R. O. U. G. H. Population. All right. Dansboro population. Googling this crap. What's that? Western Australia. I just put Australia. Is there, is there, golly, my Google's not working. It's huge. <laughs> and, well, I don't, is there like another Dansboro and not Western Australia? Dan- Potentially because uh, being a continent, so probably, probably somewhere. I mean, do you know how many people are in your, uh, in your city? Or in I your- think there's 15,000. 15,000? Yes. Oh, yeah. I can assure you there's hundreds of people that meet your criteria. And if you're like, so say there's 15,000 human beings, that's probably 5,000 households. And if you're like, I'm only going to take the richest 10%, well, that's mm. 500. 
So if you need 60, you're, you're fine. Oh, okay. Um, Does that make sense? Uh, I, I suppose, but um, I did, I went on the census website and I Googled the age bracket, the homeowners with full-time jobs and they have families as well um, and making a certain income per, per week. Yeah, so, so when I keep in, keep in mind, every you're not all of your that's who you're going to put all of your marketing towards. You're going to get other people that aren't that. So okay. again, every client isn't going to hit every single thing, but we're targeting that specifically. So for us, we'd have like two target clients. Like like perfect example, um, Amanda, pregnant. I need I'm cleaning toilets. I'm pregnant. I need to get out. I've got a family. I've got support. I'm committed. She's our perfect prospect. But how many of you guys fit that qual that qualification of them? Oh, nobody. So, you know what I'm saying? Like all of you guys have similar things, but it doesn't have to be dead nuts on perfect. So they don't, they're not all going to be married, but most of them will. They're not all going to have kids, but most of them will. If you just take the top 20% of home owners, because again, there's of the home values, there are probably maybe, I guess there's at least three or 4,000. And if you've got 30 and you only need 60, you're not even close. So it's okay if they're, you're like high income. I don't care if they're high income. If they have a million dollar house, they're paying for it somehow. Maybe they're, maybe they're, uh, they're high net worth, but low income, right? Maybe there's some people are typically people that are what you're looking for are going to be in their forties. Yeah. Are there some 30 year old upwardly mobile people that can afford it? Yeah. Are there going to be some 50 year olds that want? Yeah. So don't be who you're going to speak to is very specific. Who's going to come is a little more general than that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you've that got makes plenty of runway. If you only need even a hundred clients to be successful in a town of fifteen thousand, you've got no problem. Ah, okay, gotcha. Cool. Do you get what you need, sister? Yeah. So no need to branch out outside the place. Just keep focusing on you. How, no. how long should I track it for? Like time wise, until because it's not I, time. It's the number of clients. Once I get like ten percent of what I think are the potential clients, then I'm going to even consider it. So until for you, until I got to at least a hundred clients, I wouldn't even have the conversation with myself. Oh, okay. And again, it's one of those things where it's doing the boring thing over and over again. The fun thing is like I'm going to branch out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Super exciting. The boring, the way to make money is the boring. I'm just going to keep doing these same boring clients over and over. It's just a lot of scale. Like. uh David, I think he left when he was asking, like, how do I five exit? Oh, David, he's still here. Um, it's just doing the boring things for an unreasonably long time. <laughs> Whereas, but how about if I kind of need money faster than I know the boring thing can take a long time, but which is sustainable later. But how about if I, because I need, I'm just breaking even at the moment. So I'm not like um, so making. So. I get it. Again, same thing. If you, you can't have sex with nine women, expect to have a, a baby quicker. The right way is the right way. So again, for me, like, what do you think I could get quicker as a client? A realtor who wants help growing their business or a cleaner who wants help growing their business? Obviously a cleaner because I've got all this experience with it. So branching out is slower. You're like, should I go with the people that I already know and have a good rapport with and already have a bunch of them? Or should I try some stranger? I got to go fast. Obviously, the people you know, you've already got experience. So it's the right answer if you're not in a hurry. And it's doubly the right answer if you are in a hurry because you already have experience with this. You're going to have to, if you branched out, that's a bunch of learning stuff. So I promise you, a third of my job is just to tell you, cut it out. Stop it. Not you, but everybody. Like, don't do the thing. Just do the boring thing that I ask you. You're like, what about this new shiny fun thing? Don't do that. It's not going to make you money. What about this thing? So very common for entrepreneurs to be ADD and like want to do a thousand things at once. 
unfortunately, the people that do really well do the boring things over and over and over again, especially when they're boring. Everyone else gets bored and they do something different. You're going to do the same boring thing and make a lot of money. Right, got it. Does that get you what you need? Yeah, it actually makes sense. Um, I'll just stick to it and um, not expect a child in nine weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or yeah, in one yeah, in, in one month. It takes the time that it takes, yeah, but it will it takes- go faster if you okay. keep doing what you're doing and not try something new because you have to start over with okay. the whole learning curve. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm just getting a bit impatient with not making as much as I want to make now. But yeah. So just do what we're having you do at a higher rate. That's all. Okay. So yeah. you can still go faster. I'm not against fast. I'm just saying, again, on the hiring funnel, if someone needs someone right away, they're like, I'll skip the hiring funnel and do something different. Like, nope, that's not going to serve you. Just do more okay. of the hiring funnel. So get more applicants, have more group interviews, like do more of the right thing. Don't do a different yeah. thing. So same with okay. you. You already have the right clients. Just do more of getting those clients. Don't get a new client or a different kind of client. Okay. Question. Okay. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.